if I was smart, I would have bought it 10 years ago. Well, if you're smart, you'd start today. The best time to buy was always 10 years ago, five years ago, yesterday. The next best time is right now. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and we are back with another Whiskey Wednesday episode. And we've got our unofficial sponsor, Johnny Walker Blue Label, today. One of my best buddies, George, sent this over to us for our Whiskey Wednesday episode. So, George, thanks so much for the uh, Johnny Walker Blue. Well, as always, on Whiskey Wednesday, we want to talk about a couple topics. One is what's going on in our world. Let people know kind of what we're doing and what's going on with Vodacy. The second is trending topics, things that are going on in the short-term rental market or real estate market. And, and really the one we want to talk about today is kind of affordability. And then the last thing is we want to really talk about questions. We have a few questions from members. We want to address questions. And so we'll kind of go down that route. So does that sound good? Let's dive in. Okay. A couple things uh, we got going, but let's start off with, we've had a lot of people asking about your lunch menu oh, man. yep. and your consistency of having the same lunch every single day, every single week of your whole life. So let's talk about that. People have been asking like, where does he eat or where does he go? So let's divulge that to the group. What do you say? All right. All right. Well, uh, they're, they're, everybody thinks it's like a health thing. It's really not a health thing. Like I go to Chipotle, I get the same thing every day and probably for the last, not my whole life, I probably started doing it maybe six or seven years ago and they have my my chicken bowl ready, you know, little rice, little black beans. I put my chicken on it, my guac, my sour cream, my cheese, and I'm good to go. Yeah. Every, every day, every day he calls it in, he drives down there, he walks in, he picks it up. It says Sean on there. He's good to go every, every, every day. Now I will say sometimes on Fridays we can get you to change and, and we, we go get a sandwich or we get something else. So, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But I, there's nothing wrong with consistency. Hey, I like right? things, you know I like things the same. Like yeah. I don't have to worry about lunch any day. It's ready for me. It takes me 15 minutes to go get it. And we're good to go. Yeah. So I don't, that, yeah. that's one less thing to worry about for the day. You don't it's, have to plan. Yeah. The other thing is like, I get real tired in the afternoons. If I eat a heavy lunch, I eat a heavy lunch and like by two or three, I'm like dragging. And so that's really why I started doing it. I started eating it and it was not such a heavy lunch and I have good energy through the day. So yeah. there you go. So well, I do it. Viewers viewers wanted to know and now, now they know. So, so <laughs> if I do anything but Chipotle, you guys know I'm out for the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that's good. Uh, another thing that, that we, you know, you and I were together last night. We're picking up your son, Wyatt. We we're going to go grab, grab a pizza. And so we were sitting in the car waiting and we were kind of batting back and forth, just different conversations, different topics. And I had said, my daughter's going to college. Um, and she was talking about a townhome that she was renting and how much it was. There's five bedrooms, five girls. Um, and how much it was per girl per room to just rent a room in that townhouse and that condo. So I said to Sean, hey, wow, what if we would have, you know, how about if we would have had five or six of these properties or we should have had, we should have bought five or six of these properties like 10 years ago. Could you think of what that would have done today and all the money we could have created? And so your response was pretty interesting. And I, I, I think that's a good topic that we can kind of bat back and forth. Yeah, it was interesting when you said it and kind of the, the trigger for me when you said, you said, man, if we were smart, right. we would have bought 10 of these, <laughs> right. you know, 10 years ago, we yeah. would have just loaded up with these things because I've been in, in real estate investing for 23 years. And every time at the time you're going to buy them, I promise you 10 years ago, those townhomes were basically break even. They didn't make a lot of money. And it was always interesting. And this is a conversation you and I were having. I said, you know, it's interesting that you say that because so many people 
look back and say, man, if I was smart, I would have done this. If I was smart, I would have done that. Oh, can you imagine if I would have bought these properties back then? Right now, when you have the opportunity to do right. something, we say, well, I should have done it back then, but I'm not going to do it right. today. Right. And to me, that makes no sense. Right. right? And so, so you and I kind of batted that back and forth a little bit. And I was showing you like, hey, listen, we're going to in five years or 10 years, you're going to say the same dang thing. Yeah. Right. And so many of us do. And I know, I mean, I, I'm picking on you saying you're going to say that right. you're buying properties now. Right. You've been buying properties. Right. So right now in, in my entire career of real estate investing, like it's great to find cash flow producing properties and we find cash flow producing properties all the time. There's not a end all be all with real estate. We were talking about, you know, your, your daughter with kind of student housing, going and buying and renting a student housing. We particularly invest in short term rentals. It allows us to buy assets that we cash flow. But a lot of times the cash flow is not as much as people think right when they buy it. Mm -hmm. But we always look back and say, man, if I was smart, I would have bought it 10 years ago. Well, if you're smart, you'd start today. The best time to buy was always 10 years ago, five years ago, yesterday. The next best time is right now. Yet we look back and I and we have so many conversations with so many people. So like when I said it was kind of a trigger topic for me, right. it's because of, it, you know, I get really passionate about somebody saying, man, if I, 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 I should have done it. Because we hear I it all the time. As if yeah. the opportunity's passed. And that's what bothers me. The opportunity's not passed. Right. Even right now with high rates, interest rates. We talked about that last week with on Whiskey Wednesday at high acquisition prices. If you can break even on a property right now, it's really beneficial to break even for the next three or four years till you can refinance or till revenue starts to go up with the cost of with the cost of everything going up, right? By buying today. So does a break-even property make sense right now? Absolutely, right? right? right. And so it's more that a, the attitude of thinking that the opportunities passed, even from guys like, you know better than that. Right. And we were even right. makes the comment yeah, where we exactly. look at it and think, oh man, right. if we were smart, we would have done that, right? And so I think it's really interesting that we hear a lot right now. So the moral of the story is, and we hear this all the time, and we talk to people all the time, is they're like, well, I'm just gonna kind of wait, and I'm gonna see what happens, but they're gonna be the same people that in five years, from now made the comment that I made last night. Oh man, five years ago, we should have bought short-term rentals. They should buy short-term rentals now. Get in the game yeah. and start adding to your portfolio. Yeah, or any real estate. Yeah. I mean, real estate is one of those assets that has changed lives of the financial lives and future of more people than any other right. investment combined. It's not even close. Yeah. Buy and own real estate. And you know, another thing we were talking about, and we don't need to go off on this tangent, but I was saying, hey, listen, I really am interested in doing a tour for 12 to 18 year olds because I felt like when we grew up, ownership was a big deal. Like right. you, you're, you're, you had a goal of owning a home and everything else. I don't feel like the kids now are really taught to own own properties and own real estate and what right. a big difference it can make in their lives. Right. And so we started saying, okay, let's go around and kind of talk about the ownership model and talk about what it means to invest early because right. the opportunity is right in front of you always. There's always good properties and there's always bad properties. Yeah. And at any given time, at least the last 23 years that I've been investing is there was never a time period that I was like, holy crap, now's the time to buy because right. everything makes so much money. Yeah. That's not, it's just yeah. not the case. They well, always are close to breaking even when you buy them. Well, and I think like your, your point is so well taken. When we grew up, the goal was to have a car, to buy a car, have a, have a car, but also have a house. And I don't think that is necessarily the goal of young kids today right. is you know, we can rent. We don't necessarily have to buy a house. We, you know, we're, we're a little bit more free. We're a bit of, kind of do what we want. But real estate is the best way to create a long-term generational wealth. And so 
it'd be great to teach these young people, hey, buy properties now, get in the real estate game, and then create passive income or, or break even income throughout the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, just like we the conversation we had, man, what if you had 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 properties, that's how you create the wealth that you'd really want to have down the road. So I think it's a great idea. What if you're, what if you are a college kid and you go buy a duplex and you buy it as your primary right. or buy a house, a townhome, something, something even cheaper and rent out the rooms, yeah. kind of house hack while you're young, keep the asset when you move out and you move on and, yeah. and families grow. I mean, what a phenomenal way to start to build wealth early on when most people don't think about that until they're closer to, you know, they get their, you know, forties, fifties and they're like, you know, I contributed to a 401k, whatever else. And, and now all of a sudden I'm looking back saying, okay, I need to catch up a little bit. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you can start when you're young, man, well, huge. Par parlay a smaller place or a less expensive place yeah. today into a bigger, better as you go. And I think a lot of times we think, oh, we got to buy this amazing place, but it's better off to start somewhere than feel like you can't afford anything or you can't abide in buy anything. Let's buy something that you can afford, buy something that's smaller, and then parlay that into something bigger and better as you become a better investor in real estate. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, good. I, I, as I, as I always do, uh, I got a couple questions from, from, uh, you know, our members out there. Um, so the first one is, and I, I think both these are really good questions. They're, they're questions that pertain to kind of the topics of what's going on today in real estate short-term rentals. So Brandon asks, Hey, if you can't afford a short-term rental now, what should you do? So somebody that doesn't quite have enough money right now, they feel like they can buy a property. What is their path? What should they do to try to get into the game? The first thing is you got to prioritize what it is. So Brandon, one, you have to prioritize, is this a, is this a priority? And if it is, you start to figure out what you have to do to make it happen, right? That's that's the, the number one thing. The number two thing is you got to educate yourself. There's going to be a knowledge gap anytime you invest in, right. some, in an asset, short-term rentals, or absolutely from you know what you know now and where you need to know before you probably should write a check for one is probably that gap could be wide. That's a great time when, you, when you're saving up and starting to say, okay, I'm going to make this a priority to figure out how I'm going to buy this asset is to to figure out how to educate yourself. The wealth of resources that we have right now, and on, I mean, online, companies like us, we put a lot of free stuff out on, like we do these podcasts, we have our YouTube channels, we have our books, we have all this stuff. And there's not just us out there, there's other people out there. So educate yourself on the game you're gonna dive in and play. Mm -hmm. And what a better time to do it than when you're saving up because also it's motivational to give up when you're yeah. learning and saying, okay, here's what my end goal is. And I, while I'm learning about it and educating myself, you're also educating yourself on the opportunities, the possibilities, right. everything else. And so it can be motivational, right? right? But you have to be dedicated enough have to follow through because everybody can get motivated at times, right? We all get motivated at times. Motivation doesn't last. Motivation right. fades. Yeah. And so when you start to really educate yourself on the game you're going to play, a lot of times you become more determined, yeah. right? And you yeah. have that discipline to get from point A to point B. And so, it, it, you know, not everybody has money. Most people don't have a bunch of money sitting around to go buy their next, next asset. The people who do are the ones that made it a priority maybe a year or two or three ago. Right, right? exactly. And then started to educate themselves on what it's going to take. What is the right passive income vehicle, right? Maybe it's short-term rentals. Maybe it's not. I love real estate in general. I invest in short-term rentals because they fit and check a lot of boxes for me personally to build my lifestyle and financial freedom. We see how life-changing they can be for a lot of people, but so can multifamily, yeah. so can long-term rentals, so can commercial. I love real estate in general. Figure out what that passive income vehicle is, prioritize it because 
most people aren't just sitting on piles of cash to go do whatever they want right, to do. Right. And, you know, everybody's like, oh man, you're so lucky, you know, the, at times. And I, I think back and I always just kind of roll my eyes when somebody tells me how lucky I am right now. Right. I am lucky. Right. I feel extremely blessed and I am lucky. But that luck is also because of a lot of hard work and, and a effort. lot of sacrifices yep. early on. You create your right? own luck. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, you create your own luck. So somebody saying, hey, I can't afford it right now. You know, what should I do? Which is a great question that Brandon asked. He didn't say I can't afford it. So what, you know, I'm not, right. I'm not able to do it. He's saying, what should I do right now? Which is a great question to ask to figure out how to get to the end game, yeah. you know? And so make it a priority and you are going to have to sacrifice. You're all are going to have to give up things, right? Maybe you don't go on lavish vacations and put it on a credit card. Maybe you, maybe you don't do a lot of things today so that you can do them tomorrow. I'm gonna sacrifice and do the hard things today so that I can live the life that I want tomorrow. And accelerate your progress, accelerate that path by surrounding yourself with people who have, who have run down the road before you, right? right? right. Like, yeah, learn from like, the experts, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you I, can, I tell people, just like you said, we talk to them all the time. You talk to them almost every day. I talk to them every day. Prioritize what you want to do and what your strategy or what your goals are is the first thing. And the second thing is get involved in a program like Vodacy that somebody's going to educate you and help you and guide you so that six months from now, 12 months from now, you have saved up the money and you now are ready to buy your first short-term rental or get in the game. And you're not starting from square one when you you've saved up your money, but you're going parallel down these paths together. I really encourage people to, you know, to create that priority and then, you know, learn and educate themselves just like you would going to college to get a really good job. You don't just go out and get a great job. You go through, you know, courses and schooling mm -hmm. to prepare yourself to get a good job. And it's the same thing what we do. Right. Know? And you step up, right? We know that in our, in work, right? We go to college, we spend all this money with the goal of having a certain job. Yeah. But a lot of times you don't graduate and go to that certain job, right? A lot of times you graduate and you go to a more of a, right. a beginner entry level job and you work your way up. The same is true with properties. I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were saying, well, you know, we really want a property in Jackson Hole. Jackson's really expensive. And so I said, okay, awesome. Where are we starting? You know, yeah. what kind of resources do we have? And they told me the resources, nowhere near enough to buy in Jackson Hole. And they got a little deflated and said, well, I don't know if we want to do this now because I can't buy in Jackson. Right. And I said, okay, what if you could do it at the level, at a smaller level, and build up that portfolio yeah. so that three years from now, five years from now, you can afford your Jackson Hole property. Yeah. You know, and that's the way you've got to look yeah. at it yeah. as well. Like, okay, maybe I can't jump into the level that I want to be at the end, right? Start in the beginning, start in the, start in the shallow end of the pool before you jump in the deep end. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you have to do. And, and that's how you build it up to be lucky down the line. No, that's great. That's great advice. And I appreciate that. So hopefully Brandon gets, gets the information. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a really good answer. So the last question we have here is from Laura. And she says, uh, when we buy our first short-term rental, do we need to set up an LLC? We hear this a lot. You know, what's the best process to you know, structure your, you know, finances and your system with once you buy the short term rental, is it important to have an LLC? Do you have to have an LLC and how important is it? Yeah, no, you don't have to have an LLC. You don't have to do anything, right? Yeah. You can do whatever, you know, and, and you should always, anytime you're setting up LLCs and all those different things, you want to talk to two main advisors, which is your CPA and then also your asset protection attorney, right? You, you sell it, set up LLCs for asset protection typically. And then so there's some tax consequences as well from it. Typically, 
in real estate, LLCs are a, you know kind of a preferred entity, if you will, to hold the real estate in. Right, just keep because, it organized. Right? Yeah, and it, and it protects you from some liability. But your first layer of protection is the right insurance, right? And then yeah. you got your your asset protection set up. So you always want to talk to the the professionals that are helping you in your specific situation. But generally speaking, in real estate, LLCs are a really good entity structure to hold your real estate, run your property business, right? Right. right. And so. What that question also comes from is a lot of people, I say, yes, you should s set up your LLC to run your property business, right? You, you should treat this as a business, right. right? And so you set it up, you have different bank accounts, you have you track your expenses, your profits, everything else. It's not going just into your personal account. Can you do that? Yes. Is it as clean? No. The other question is, should I have hold title to my property in an LLC? The answer to that is, if you can, yes. It depends a lot on what type of loan structure you get as well. Some loans, like second home loans, most of them are not going to let you transfer that, that right. title to the LLC until after you've owned it for a year. Yeah. So you can't close in the LLC. Other loans that are investment style products, they're going to require you to have that um, asset, the, the property in an LLC when you close. And so there's a lot of, there's a, kind of a lot of layers to that question as far as what Laura's asking and saying, you know, you know, but and without knowing her exact situation and really not being, right. you know, the qualified professional to tell her that generally speaking, it is a question we get all the time. And I would say, yes, set up your property LLC, run your property business because you're going to have expenses. You're going to have time spent. You're going to have ultimately profits that are going to go in there and it's easier to keep track of it. Yeah. And it's, and sending up an LLC is super easy and it's yeah. pretty inexpensive. Yeah. I mean, you, so, you hire an attorney to set it up. It's, yeah. it's across the board. It's close to a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's a little not much. paperwork. Yeah. At least you have it. Now you can funnel everything there. Keep it or I, I like the LLC from a purpose, from a standpoint of being able to keep everything organized. It's everything goes through there, through those account numbers and the banking and, and you know, all that kind of statements, things like that. So yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. So yeah. awesome. well, good. Well, I, uh, that's all the questions we had for today. So, okay. all right, guys, we will wrap up Whiskey Wednesday for today. Day. As always, if you got any value out of this or any episode, share them with somebody you like, give us a thumbs up. And if you have more than 30 seconds, leave us a review. Those things do help us. And the second thing I always ask you guys every single episode is to go pick one thing you can do today to start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. <laughs>